Good morning. Welcome to Southeastern 14's SEC Daily, where we got lots to talk about today. We will get into our predictions for the college football playoff top 25, which will be released tonight. I'm your host, Chris Lee, and I'm I'm joined by who? Uh, I'm I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> like Happy Halloween, man. everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, indeed. We're going to have some fun today. Um, we always start with a reminder. We are always looking for sponsors. Email caroline.smith at southeastern14.com if you're interested. Today's show is presented by Bet Online. The last major pro sports leagues has kicked off, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season with MLB postseason, NFL. In college football and in the NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, and predictions. You got a prediction on the World Series, by the way? Man, I watched last night, and I thought that uh, Arizona was going to finally avenge it there in the eighth of the ninth. And yeah. they, uh, I think they got hosed on a strike call there in the ninth inning to put a guy on the, the tying run to the plate. Yeah. But uh, I, I'll go. I was born in Dallas, Arlington, so I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I'm thinking the best team's going to win out there. Uh, and you you can wager on that. You can bet everything NBA, get everything NBA at your fingertips, both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, where our show starts today is the college football playoff. The top 25 is going to be released tonight at 8 Central, right in the middle of trick-or-treating. May not be a problem for you, might be a problem for me. Uh, so anyway, we will we will deal with life's problems as they come. But first, let's, let's give it our best shot. We're going to give you our, our top four, starting with four, my predictions, Gavin's predictions for who we think the top four will be tonight. We're going to go through... Oh, seven or eight teams from there that are still in the in the discussion. Uh, and then we'll round out the, the top 25 just for, for kicks at the end. Gavin, your number four team in the college football playoff is who? Well, I'll get right to that, but you made me introduce myself as Ron Burgundy and never said who you're going to be for Halloween, Chris. Oh, um, if you have seen Ferris Bueller, my favorite movie of all time, then you will recognize this kid up perfect his, his favorite sidekick and and my favorite character from that movie there we go there we go he well, was incredible let's, let's let's jump right into it at the fourth spot again this is who not necessarily predicting but if i were the committee and releasing these tonight this is who i believe deserves these spots at number four i have florida state and look okay. i think they might be the most explosive team in the country between johnny wilson keon coleman jaheem bell jordan travis they have dudes dudes all over the offensive side of the ball and then gerard verse on the defensive side who's gonna be a top five pick in the nfl draft next year you know i at florida state at the beginning of the year i thought they were the best thing ever beating lsu and then they go on the road and beat clemson i actually think clemson you know being now four and four has hurt florida state's resume yes you know, it used to be two good wins and now it's like one and a half good wins right it doesn't mean as much anymore with clemson not being the clemson that we know and so, you know, I got to give it to Florida State. They got guys all over the all over the field, but maybe it's not all they're doing. The reason that they deserve the four spot, net any higher. All right, my number four, and, and I can't remember if you've 
Well, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say any more words to spoil it. My number four is the Washington Huskies, hmm. eight and zero. Now, if you go by computer power rankings, probably not one of the best four teams in the country. But uh, Washington has beaten Oregon, which is a marquee win, about as good as anybody in the country has at this point. It's also beaten a surging Arizona team. It's beaten Cal, which is a nice win. Uh, Boise State, for whatever that's worth. Michigan State, Stanford, both those on the road, Arizona State and Tulsa. So the back-end win's not great, but welcome to the club. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of teams in that category. But I think when you were 8-0 and winning the Pac-12 and you beat an Oregon, even if it was on your home field, I would think that would carry a good bit of weight at this point. And let me let me be really clear because I, I think I'm going to get some flack for some stuff that I predict later. But, look, I, I'm just looking at resumes right now, and I think this is all going to change. I'll give you my reasons why. But right now, for me, when I look at what everybody's done, and look at how few unbeatens there are. T- to me, it feels like the the team that, if the season of today would be the champion of the Pac-12, would would be in there. Right or wrong, that's that's where I'm going. All right, you. your number three is who? <clears throat> Copy and pasting, Chris. My number three, I have a spot uh, ahead of you is is Washington, and the reason okay. why is because they have the best win of any group that we're talking about here. They have a win over Oregon, which is another team that is knocking on the door of this playoff. You could say it's Ohio State with Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame with two losses is on the outside looking in. You could say it's Texas with Alabama, but right now they're on the outside looking in as well uh, with that loss to Oklahoma. So I have Washington at the three spot because the big win over Oregon. Look, they're probably going to meet again in the Pac-12 championship. Mm -hmm. But, man, Michael Penix has been on an absolute tear this year, thrown for about 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns. He's just been absolutely electric for him. Now, at the same time, you know, they haven't looked as good as they did really since they beat Oregon. They played Arizona State, won that game 15-7, to kind of a funky game there, and then kind of had to come from behind to beat, you know, a two-win Stanford team. So you need to see Washington return to that style of play. They have a great opportunity to do that in L.A. versus USC coming up here. But, man, Washington has the best win in the country right now over Oregon. Might have been the game of the year as well. And what I believe is the best player in the country in Michael Penix. I got Washington at the three spot. You made some good points there. If you're just going by strength of team more and resume less, Washington, I don't think, would be in the top four. In fact, but by just strength of of where they are in computer power rankings, Washington is is really in that nine to ten range right now. But I, I do think wins, big wins, mean something. Yeah. And and again, I think Washington's win over Oregon is as good a win as just about anybody in the country has at this yep. point. Okay, my number two is the Georgia Bulldogs. Yours Ooh. would be. Ooh, that's gonna that's gonna create some conversation on this on this podcast. Yes, I bet. it is. You got Georgia at the two spot. I'm, I'm, before I say my two, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take the floor here. Chris. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I, I kind of got it out of order there. Yeah, uh, usually good. I give you yours, but here's here's the thing. Um, Georgia's best wins in order. I would go this way. Florida neutral field, Kentucky at home, Auburn on the road, South Carolina at home, UAB at home, road game at Vandy, Ball State. Name me the top 25 team in there, Gavin. Yeah, not a – There's not one. And and that's – this is the place where we get to the – are we going by how good we think the team is? Or are we going by resume? And that is where I 
made the decision not to put Georgia at one. Yeah. No, I understand that. I mean, that's a that's a conversation that you and I had before the show as well about another team that we'll probably talk about is, you know, the good news is all this stuff will play itself out and we'll yes, know yes. in the end. But for right now, you know, I um, although I, I disagree with you, Chris, I, I can see where you're coming from. And I think it'd be hypocritical of me to just totally bash that away. Although that's kind of been my opinion about another team as well. So did you, did you say your three spot, Chris? I'm sorry. Did you say your three uh, spot? Uh, Florida, I mean, Florida state is my three. Okay. Um, okay. And again, wins over LSU neutral site, although it was in their home state, Duke um, in Tallahassee, Clemson on the road. And then you got some other wins there. I don't know what Virginia tech Syracuse, Wake end up meaning, but uh, they they beat those guys too. Yeah. So, and along with Boston College, which is getting a little better. But yeah, sorry, I may have. So my my let's let's recap so far. My four is Washington. Your four is Florida State. Mm-hmm. My three is Florida State. Your three is Washington. Yep. My two is Georgia. Your two is. My two is the Ohio State Buckeyes, and here's my reasoning behind that. They have two wins inside the top 12. That's hard to dispute. One of those being on the road in Notre Dame, a national game. Everybody's watching on NBC. And look, is is Kyle McCord the talent that Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud have been at Ohio State, the quarterback position? No, he's not. They're explosive at times, but they got number 18 on the outside, and right now that's all you need to do is just feed that guy the ball. And what I love about watching Marvin Harrison Jr. is he's not Jamar Chase and he's not Tyreek Hill where he's just going to flash all over the screen. His NFL comparison is Devontae Adams where he just carves people up in the route tree. There's nothing too flashy, but all of a sudden, you know, he's catching 10 balls a game and he's got four yards of separation on every single catch. But what makes Ohio State great this year, at least, is their defense. Their defense is absolutely elite. You watch that Penn State game, what they were able to do to Drew Aller Mm -hmm. and the Penn State Nittany Lions. They stifled them, absolutely stifled them. And so I think that we've seen a little bit of an identity shift in Ryan Day's teams from used to being these explosive offenses and Stroud and, and Justin Fields and you know all this crazy run PO that uh, RPO that Ryan Day still is. That's his identity. But I think the team's identity now is leaning on that defense to hold up and, and hold the defense or the other team to you know basically below 20 points. And if that offense can be explosive just at, at times – I think that's going to be enough to win. But two wins inside the top 12, a big road win, and that defense being elite is why I have Ohio State in two spot. Okay. My number one is Ohio State, and mm. yours is Georgia. Um, right. And it's just, what do you value? Uh, could you argue Georgia State? Georgia is the best team in the country based on recent performance and based on history? Absolutely you can. Uh, the, the computers are saying Ohio State and Michigan is a better team for the most part, for, for whatever that's worth. But it, and, and this is where I separated Ohio State and Georgia. I know it's not going to be popular with the audience, but we try to be honest. Best wins. Georgia's is Florida, neutral site. Ohio State's is Penn State in Columbus. Second best win. Georgia's is probably, take your pick, either at Auburn or Kentucky at home. Ohio State's next best win is Notre Dame, which is a big win, and at Wisconsin is three. Fourth best win, Georgia's is probably South Carolina. Uh, Ohio State's is Maryland. If you start stacking up wins in resume, yeah, Ohio State is ranked higher in most of the computers, even if not in the polls, and, and has got better wins. And, and again, it's not going to be a popular take, 
Uh, but that's how I got there. Yeah, no, I, I can see it, especially like you said, you start stacking up those wins. You look at, you said, I think you said George's fourth best win is against South Carolina. That's a two win team. And yeah. Ohio State's fourth best win is against Maryland. I believe that's a five or maybe even six win team, Chris. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. follow Maryland like I do the SEC, but forgive me there. Um, and so, yeah, when you when you compare the resume straight up, I, I can totally see an argument. You know, I think it's, it's really disappointing because I, I think that, you know, we always talked all year about there seems to be that elite team missing from college football. Right. That's been a common theme of our shows in the past and really the conversation of this whole you know college football landscape this year. If Ohio State has an offense, you know, I think they're like 101st in rushing and 40th in passing. If they had an offense that was top 25. That would be a runaway elite team because of that defense, yeah. but they have to lean on that defense and then, you know, basically wait for, you know, Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison to find some chemistry and make a big play for their offense. And so um, just going to be going to be really interesting to see. Like I said, this will all play out in the end. It'll all play out. We'll see, you know, with Georgia and how that ends up in, in Atlanta. If they make it there, they got to survive, you know, Ole Miss and, and Tennessee and, and Missouri this weekend. Um, and then obviously, you know, Ohio State. And a team that we have not mentioned yet, Chris, either of us in our top yeah. four, Michigan Wolverines. That you know, the game that's Michigan's been a top three team all year in the AP poll, and, and you and I don't have them in our our top four, um, which I'm sure that you and I will dive into here soon. Well, and and we're getting some flack in the chat. I am for 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 Georgia, and I, I get it. But again, if we're saying who's the best team, if you want to tell me Georgia's better than Ohio State, sure, fine, I, I can buy that. I'm, I'm I will. Not, I'm not I debating will. that. That, that debate is sorted to the side for today. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the point is, if you start arguing resume, and that is usually a lot of what committees go by, then I, I don't I don't think there's a debate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's even close. But, uh, no, look, the schedules, schedules are backloaded for, for some of these teams. If Georgia goes out and beats Missouri, Ole Miss at Tennessee, and then knocks off presumably Alabama, LSU, or, or possibly Ole Miss, although that's unlikely in the championship, but none of this is going to matter. It, yeah. It's not going to matter at all because the resumes are going to change. Right. You play the bulk of your meaningful games in November and December. And, and so this is just a kind of a, a where they are right now and, and try to put some weight on how good we think teams are and some weight on resume. And that's, that's how I got there. And I, I, I completely respect that. I completely understand that. But let me ask you this too, Chris. Georgia and Ohio State play tomorrow. Who's winning that game on a neutral field? Before you I think answer, Georgia, I, I, but, okay. but hey, if Georgia and Ohio State play, they're going to play with with Brock Bowers back. I would think. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's absolutely so. Fair. That's also something to consider when you're asking that question. The reason I have Georgia at the one spot, and I wanted, and I because I can hear how you say there's no argument, and in this because you know I did base Washington and in, in the three spot over Florida State because their best win, so. I can absolutely respect that. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And two times back-to-back national champion, it's it's, in playing, you know, without a loss, it's hard for me to pull Georgia out of that one spot, especially how after they looked this past weekend. You know, you guys can go back on our shows last week and even the week before. I I think there's there hasn't been someone who's been more critical of Georgia than myself. I've said they don't look like the same team. You know, there's they're un they're unbeat, they're unbeaten, but you know, Carson Beck's not Stetson Bennett. They lost so much talent to the NFL draft, but after seeing them versus Kentucky, and then also after seeing them this past weekend versus Florida, that that's that's the Georgia I know, and that's the Georgia I remember. And so it's hard for me to put them anywhere past one after you know having two rings on their fingers in the past twenty four months and and still being unbeaten. So yeah. All right, 
let's talk about Michigan. I've got Michigan in my five spot. I think you did as well. Yep. Here is the problem for Michigan. Here is here is how I value Michigan's best wins in order, or all of its. And you tell me the point at which you get really excited about any of these. Best win right now, Rutgers, mm. which is I think either five and two. I think Rutgers is a five and three team, getting better. Six and two, excuse me. So there's that's that's the best win. Ne- next one, in order at Minnesota, at Nebraska, UNLV. At Michigan State, Indiana, East Carolina, Bowling Green—that is how I rank those. Who who in there just sticks out and says that's a that's a phenomenal win? Yeah, not, not top not twenty-five. One. If, if anything, it's that Rutgers game, and yeah, there's not there's no ranked team in there. There's no ranked yeah. team, and so that's why it's hard for me. That's why I think it's hard for both of us to put them in the top five. And you know, I'm I'm kind of sick of it too, man. Like. We're seeing all this stuff in JJ McCarthy's rising up Heisman boards. Like, this guy's statistics compared to everybody else is nothing. He's thrown for played. Seven. They haven't played anybody. He's thrown for 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns compared to Penix, who's thrown for 1,200, more, almost double. And so yeah. I'm just, I, I, look, I don't know. Maybe it's because the brand and, and I don't know. But I just, look, now, Grant, I'll give them this. They've basically blown out everyone they've played. I will give them that. They, play, they haven't played anybody, but they have dominated everybody they've played. But man, I, it's going to come down. They still got to play Penn State. Obviously, that's a game they should win if they want to have national title aspirations. And then the big one at the end of the year against against the team in Columbus. And so, you know, it, like we said, it'll all play itself out. But right now, it's I think Michigan's getting a, a, way way too much respect, and I think their quarterback's getting way too much respect as well compared to other players in this country. Yeah, I mean, okay, Michigan's got Purdue this weekend, easy win. That's in the big house. Then they go to Penn State, go to Maryland, and finish with Ohio State. Michigan is going to either sink or swim. Yeah, the, the resume games are ahead. And so th- this is why this is a little bit pointless, but people like it. And it, it's also probably the point of this exercise is for you and I to take a guess at what we think without having the noise of what the committee thought and did or didn't do. So that way tomorrow when we when we analyze it, we can do two things. One, we can see more of what they value, which is going to mm-hmm. be useful going forward. Number two is to be able to pick apart the inconsistencies. And, and usually – a committee doing rankings is going to leave you with an inconsistency somewhere. I, if I had to guess, and I know we're not doing this today, but if I had to guess, I think that Michigan would be either be two or three in their rankings yeah. tonight. And that's because they've hyped them all year. For some reason, McCarthy's like this, either the leader or second leader in the Heisman. The media likes Michigan. You know, other teams may not like Michigan right now, filming their signals and stuff. But I think for some reason, ESPN and the people in charge like Michigan, and I'm not. I, I I can't really get on that train. At least at least not yet. At least not yet. Well, see that that's that's the other thing is if if the NCAA comes down hard on Michigan, and and I mean that 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 is the other big variable out there is we have a thing of that they may end up being the best team in the country. Is the NCAA going to try to pull something to keep them out of the playoffs? I I don't know, and I'm not even saying if they did it would be unjustified. I I'm not taking any stance on that one way or the other. That's not what we're here to do today. But I think yeah. that is. That is a looming question. Okay, give me your um, – if Michigan's our five, give me your okay. your six, seven, eight. Okay. Six, I have Oregon. And the reason okay. I have Oregon is because I, I, I've i said this before on this show. I think Dan Lanning is the next big-time coach in, in college football. And you go back to his days as a, as a graduate assistant, a GA, as they call him, at Alabama – 
People raved about him, tried to hire him. Kirby hired him away. I mean, dude went from being a GA to a defense coordinator in the SEC in like five years. That's like a ridiculous ascension. And then got hired as a head coach in the Pac-12 and is, is leading a top 10 team in Oregon. So Dan Lanning's a huge region. Bo Nix, I'm sure that's a name that we all know here, is a completely different player than he was at Auburn. I mean, not even you can't even compare the two. 21 touchdowns, one interception this year is absolutely spearheading that team. And their only loss is, is what was the game of the year. You know, they're, they're a, a yard away on that fourth and one at the end of the game from, from being undefeated. And that's probably talking about them being in, in, in the playoff conversation, the top four. And so it's hard for me to put, uh, you know, Oregon anywhere past six. I believe in them. I think they're going to they're gonna have a chance to play Washington again at the end of the, Pac, the Pac-12 championship. And if they can avenge that loss, I think it's a little similar as, as Texas, who I have in my seventh spot. Sorry to jump ahead there, Chris, but I think they're no, very I similar. You. I think they're very similar teams because – you know, they both have one loss to an interconference team that was like this close, right? And I both think that they're going to have a chance to avenge that loss in the conference championship game. What's that going to look like to the committee when you have a, a power five conference champion who has one loss but beat the team that beat them in the conference championship? It's going to be really interesting. Those two teams are very similar, in my opinion, in terms of resumes for the playoff. Okay, so did you, did you give them all there? I got I got Texas at six. I mean, sorry, Oregon six, Texas seven, and then I didn't put an eighth. I apologize. I didn't put an eighth, but that's who I okay. who I think in terms of playoff contention. I, I'm going Texas, Alabama, Oregon in, in order, and you could okay. you could absolutely argue Oregon over either of those. I, I think again, it's looking at the wins. Oregon's best win at Utah, which is a good win. Also, one at Texas Tech, which is a good team. The record's not there, and then Washington State, nice win. Colorado, whatever. Um, I, I think Alabama and Texas are sort of inseparable at this point. That they've got one loss, both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama's wins are better, I think, but Texas beat them on their field. So, right. I, you know, as a tie break, I just I don't. It, it's going to sort itself out. It will. It will. It always does. But it, it always does. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's that's why I went the way that I did. The computers think Oregon's a better team than either of them. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how I went. Um, we got some more teams to discuss. I want to get to those. We're going to finish out because um, there's really about one, two, three, four. There's at least a half dozen more teams that if yep. the things went crazy and some of them things don't have to go as crazy could get into the discussion. We're going to go over those in just a second. First yep. of all, we are sponsored by myperfectfranchise.net. If you're sick of working for someone else looking for a better life that you can live on your terms, and someone who can help you understand the risks and rewards of that. Andy Ludicky of My Perfect Franchise is that guy. He will help you find the perfect franchise based on your goals and your dreams, your skills and your financial requirements, your personalized American dream. He will educate you on the process, work with you every step of the way. There is no obligation. His services are free. Andy, first and foremost, is just here to help you find a better life. He is not trying to steer you to this franchise or that franchise. He's just trying to Take inventory of what you bring to things and what companies can do in return to give you the life that you want. No obligation. Service is free. Call him 404-973-9901. Fill out a free questionnaire and get started. Our show also sponsored by Chomps. It is my go-to snack after a perfect workout or perfect after a workout, halftime, whatever, or the perfect workout, which I I seem to be lacking in these days. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but Chomps will help me get there. 
Uh, nine flavors, so something for everybody. Start with the trial pack. That's got six different flavors and all three proteins. Nine to 10 grams of protein, 60 to 100 calories per stick. Whole 30, keto and certified paleo, gluten-free. Free of the top nine allergens and no hidden harmful ingredients. It is a great snack. It is good for you. It is good for your kids. Try Chomps with the promo code we've got below. I think it's SE14. You'll get 15% off your order. All right. The, the next group of teams, boy, that, that Kansas loss really just crushed yeah. Texas or Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, w- which has beaten Texas on a neutral field. And, and perhaps I should have had Oklahoma up there in that Alabama, Texas, Oregon. I mean, at some point you tie yourselves and not saying this team beat that team and whatever. Yeah. At some point you got to make a distinction of of who's better. I I I could have, and then if I'd given it a little bit more thought, I, I might have put Oklahoma up there with Texas, but I didn't, and here we are. Well, I'm I'm, um, interested. I'm interested in that, Chris, because I'm I'm looking at your rankings here, and and yeah, it's kind of like those chunk of teams. You have like that top seven or eight, and then you have nine, ten, eleven: Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Penn State. Top. Tell me why I'm just curious here. Tell me why you have Oklahoma at 10 with the loss to Kansas and Penn State at 11 with their only loss to Ohio State on the road. Um, I, I can't give you a great reason. The, the, the computers see them as the same team. I, I think may, maybe part of it is, is looking ahead. Mm-hmm. I just see I Texas see cracking through, and most of the odds have Texas having, which I get is not what we're trying to do here, but but maybe in the in the back of my head that was there. I, I just – I. Well, first of all, beating Texas on a neutral site is, is better than than a win over Iowa. Yeah. Um, you know, and and then neither team has done a, a lot of of a super impressive nature from there. But, but I can see that. I can see you're right because I don't even know what Penn State's best win is. I mean, look, if Penn State beats Michigan in two weeks, which will come after beating Maryland, if if they're to get there. Uh, then this is a whole different conversation. But right, right now, to me, they are just not – to me, I see an easier path for Texas. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, n- Next, I've got LSU, which is still in there as, as a two-loss team. Um, mm-hmm. you, you see in betting odds on LSU get to the playoff. Uh, you know, his banked wins at Missouri, Auburn so far, lost to Florida State. Um. You know, got got chances. A win at Alabama would be golden. Beating Florida oh, yeah. and Baton Rouge would be a good win. Beating A and M and Baton Rouge would be a good win. So opportunity there. Um, you know, you, you get to the championship game, get one more. Again, a lot of projecting there. But LSU, I think, has got got an opportunity. I don't mm-hmm. know what the chances would be if they ran the table and did all that, but I, I would think they'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and like you said, man, this is all going to play itself out. The, the this is good though. I like this time of year because we can talk. What about this and hypotheticals here and there? But you know, the good news is, if there is any debate, it's only going to be for one, maybe, maybe two teams maximum by the end of the year. Um, you know, especially if we have, you know, one, two, three, four. Is it possible? Let me see this: Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, Washington. No, I guess so. I guess one of one of Ohio State and, and Michigan is going to have a loss by the end of the year. Yeah. So I guess I guess it's not possible for us to end up with five unbeaten teams. Is that correct? The way I'm looking at it. Uh, well, I mean, th- th- there's some other teams outside here that. Yeah, yeah, but unbeaten. If you want to be technical about it, but 
Um, but have a true yeah, the, the, the Big Ten, the Big Ten is going to have no more than one unbeaten team. Yeah, the ACC is going to have no more than one unbeaten team. Same with the Pac-12. Same with the SEC. And by, by the way, I screwed up. I, I had Ole Miss in that pack right after Oregon, and I forgot mm-hmm. to mention them. Um, Ole Miss is kind of in that in a very unique situation where it could win out and skip the SEC title game by by losing a tiebreak to Alabama, mm-hmm. which might actually benefit the Rebels. Yeah, it could. I I, I think it would be hard for me, especially with just the landscape of the rest of college football in terms of Big Ten champ undefeated Florida State, which is what we're projecting, undefeated Washington or one-loss Oregon with a conference championship. I think that'd be harder for them to make the playoff, but I could see them surge up to five or six. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Um, Ole Misses wins. LSU, Tulane, uh, a two-loss team, a one-loss team. Ole Miss only team to beat Tulane, a win at Auburn. So that, that's, a, that's a series of nice wins. Look, it, it, it's all up to the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. If Ole Miss beats A&M this weekend, which I think it will, and then it wins at Georgia, this is a, an entirely different conversation. Oh, if, they, if they win at Georgia, which I am not predicting they are, I am not predicting they are, but if they win at Georgia, that there's going to be some serious, some serious, you know, mix up here because then Georgia goes to Knoxville, and what does that look like for Tennessee, and what does that look like for Georgia? If, if Georgia loses to Ole Miss at home, is it officially over? I don't know. I don't that's know. that's a good question. Yeah, it really know. is. Um, and and you may be onto something there. It, it just depends on what what goes on elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. A uh, couple more teams I want to mention. Missouri. Now, now Missouri's going to have to really overachieve uh, because they're going to be underdogs at Georgia. They already are. What is it? Sixteen. And then it's going to be probably a pick'em or close to it. Tennessee and Columbia. Then you got to beat Florida and Columbia and then win at Arkansas. Uh, I, I think it is highly unlikely that Missouri runs the table. Uh, but but if it does, then then again, that's a team like Ole Miss. Uh, they are going to force the conversation if they do. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I, look, I think it's going to – like we keep saying this, but it's going to play itself out. But I love this time of year because it's up for debate. And, you know, I can look at your list right here, Chris, and say, hey, why would you put this over this and that? And then you explain it and it makes sense, something that I didn't think about. And so keep that in mind as you guys are watching the you know rankings tonight. I think it's a little more um, debatable for the, the top, top teams in terms of like the top six because you can stack resumes and eventually those, you know, the better teams, there's, you know, the margin for errors is so much, you know, slimmer. But um, yeah, this will all play itself out, but it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I'm interested to see how Penn State finishes the season. We, they had a, you know, close road loss to Ohio State and basically everybody wrote them off. Ole Miss is a dark horse as well. Like you said, the hypotheticals we just talked about, um, just going down the list here, LSU, what happens if they win this weekend, you know, in, in Tuscaloosa? What happens if, if Missouri shocks the world? Um, and they, they're they a one-loss team with a win at Georgia. That, that's 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 an incredible resume. And so it's just going to be really interesting to see. This will all play itself out, but um, lots of hypotheticals, but that's why we play the games. All right. Uh, Louisville I've got in my 14 spot. Uh some wins of significance here. They've beaten Notre Dame. They've beaten Duke. Won mm-hmm. NC State, uh, which is getting a little better. Uh, remaining schedule, Virginia Tech, Virginia, both at home. Miami on the road. Kentucky and Louisville. Look, if, if they run the table, they're, they're probably in the conversation as some other teams stumble. I, I just don't think overall they're good enough. 
uh, a good enough team to, to really be in that discussion. And yeah. the wins will be nice, but they're not going to be mind-blowing. But one loss team at this point in the Power Conference, you got to put them on the table. Notre Dame at 7-2 and two has got some good wins, beating Southern Cal, beating Duke, won at NC State, but, but two losses. I've got Notre Dame at 15. I go 16 Tennessee, 17 Kansas on the strength of that Oklahoma win, 18 Utah, which is mathematically got a shot, although a lot of stuff would have to happen. Kansas State at, at 19, I, I might have ranked K-State too low. Mm -hmm. uh, but just they haven't done enough so far. Best win over TCU, Texas Tech on the road. Take your pick. Uh, but opportunities coming at Texas, at Kansas. Um, I don't know. There's, there's still odds on them to get to the playoffs, but I, but I think uh, – I don't know that I'd put anything on that. Uh, number 20, I'd go Oregon State. Then we get to the two unbeatens. I've got Liberty at 21, Air Force at 22. I think Air Force is a better team. Liberty's got better wins. Really not going to matter at that point because neither yep. of those are getting in, even if they're unbeaten, uh, barring a miracle. I've got USC 23. That might be too low, uh, but they just hadn't done anything super impressive yet. Beat Arizona, that's about it. Uh, I've got Iowa 24, Tulane at 25. Yeah. No, I, I, and as you get towards the, you know, you could mix and match the end of the list. Got to give my credit to, to Jeff Brom and, and Louisville, man. First season there and what he's got going on from, you know, coming from Purdue and and you talk about he had Purdue, you know, beating all these teams and then his, his, his tenure at Purdue was up and down and, and his first season here at Louisville, he's got these boys with the one, you know, one loss and, and some pretty good wins against Duke and, and Notre Dame. Got to give my credit to, to Jeff Brown there at, at Louisville. But, you know, as well, I think Notre Dame's playing way better than they were at the beginning of the year. Chris, uh, Tennessee as well. And they're going to have a chance to prove it down the stretch as well. Um, Kansas, the big win over Oklahoma, but yeah, the two unbeaten is Liberty Air Force. It's going to be even if they end up both of them unbeaten at the end of the year. It's going to be uh, just when you start. You talk resumes. It's it's not even comparable. So, all right, uh, tomorrow we will react to what the committee does tonight. Hope you'll tune into that. Uh, join us every day at eleven till about eleven thirty to eleven forty-five. Uh, that's in Central Time, depending on how much we have to talk about. That that depends on how long we go. Uh, but anyway, looking forward to doing that. Got predictions up on the channel. Got we got to do Auburn Vandy. We'll be putting that one up soon, and uh, getting basketball content started. Basketball season starts next week. Holy cow, time wow. has flown. So we're here for all that. Um, thank you for watching. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. Those things help us out. Tell a friend. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for watching Southeastern fourteen presented by Bet Online. Stay classy, San Diego. Stay classy. Stay classy.